Welcome to Marsha's Plate, a black trans-inclusive feminist podcast. A place where we know that not everybody is invited to the cookout. And we also know that every single day is a brand new day and we have the power to make a difference today. So let's do this. Brand new day, brand new day, make it better than yesterday. You can always find a way to turn it all around again. It's a new day, brand new day, make it better than yesterday. You can always find a way to start over again. When the sunrise, you can start over again. A new day, you can make it better than yesterday. A new day, it's a new day. New day, there's a way you can turn it around. Trust me, there's a way out. There's more time. Just don't give up. When the sunrise, new day, you got another chance. If you want to join the conversation, you can hashtag Marsha's Plate. You can follow us on most social media, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all of that. Just search for Marsha's Plate, M-A-R-S-H-A-S-P-L-A-T-E. Y'all ready? Let's get started. Hey, what's up, y'all? Hey, 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 peace, peace, peace. I, mean, I, mean. Mm, I am really, really, I am not good, but I am trying to fake it till I make it. And we'll talk about that a little bit later. Um, but I am in better spirits than I was two days ago. Um, but I am, I felt good today because I, I, I've started my, um, I got back on my fitness shit. So I've, I, I went, I guess I got started working out like um, Thursday, last Thursday. I work out for two days, rest for a day, work out for two days, rest for a day, and kind of go back and forth in regards to that. Um, and so I got, I never had an actual gym membership. So I never had actually paid anybody for a gym membership except last year, but it was a small little privately owned gym. This is a big, I go to I got a membership for 24 hour fitness. Okay. So so it's one of them things that you know when you go to this type of gym it's like tons of people in there. Right. And so I told myself you is not about to go pay for this coin and not go and 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 benefit from <laughs> it's like bitch even right. if you got to go money. Right, You're even if you gotta go swim every motherfucking day in a pool. <laughs> is that you your work? Is that your thing? Is that what you do? You swim? What do you? What's your? Uh, what do you do? No, I'm trying to strength train. So I'm trying mm-hmm. to, um, okay. you know, just get stronger and, um, you know, just get my body in better shape. And so mm-hmm. I'm not, I like I, I ain't, I ain't um, on no some weight loss journey. I'm really trying to turn it into, um, you know, just. I just want to be more active. I want, you know, just to be more active. And so, um, yes, so I've been going to the gym. So I already said, I'm not about to go in here and be intimidated by these machines. So I'm about to, as soon as I walked in and told the lady, look, I need you to give me a tour of this place and show me where I can look to how to, because sometimes when I go to gyms, I don't know how to use these equipment. It looks like a, it looks like a torture 
Yeah, so let me know how to use stuff. Let me show you my favorite ones that look like I might want to do it. Da 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 da. So she give me like the girl give me a tour around okay. the place, show me where everything is at. So that was really really good. So I got on YouTube and I searched and I said how to use gym equipment. And there's this girl who has I don't I can't remember her name. I wish <laughs> I did. Um, but there's this girl who has one video that is a long ass video where she is literally. She, it's not about how much weight. It's not about nothing. It's about literally yeah. how to use the equipment, how to adjust okay. the seat, how okay. to how to change the weight, how okay. to everything, All that shit. Yeah. anything, every equipment that can be in the gym. She shows it to you, and I said, "This bitch." made money because this is exactly what I needed to know. This is I love when motherfuckers give you high value content and this is exactly what I wanted her to do. So and she just went to everything. She says, this is how you do it. It should be right here on your shins. Like she just give you to where the pads are supposed to be to make sure you're doing your form on this on this machine. Right. It's not about weight. She don't talk anything about weights and Nothing. How many you supposed to do? None of that. She said, this is just how you use it. How to use it. Right? I loved it. And I needed that. So today is the first time that I went in the gym where I have, I have watched that video. So the other okay. two, the other couple of days, I didn't know. So I was just kind of going to the machines that I kind of already knew about and, you know, did my thing. But this, I knew how to do every single machine. And I was able to work all the body parts that I wanted to work. Okay. And, and it just... Now, they'll give me my another thing that I changed. So I'm usually I always thought that you pick a weight like a, a weight, a, a weight that is easy to do, but you do it a bunch of times. Yeah, that's yeah. That's, yeah. Yeah. More. Reps, that's what I thought. Weight, more reps. Mm-hmm. Right. So I, that's not from what that's not correct. <laughs> it's not that it's wrong. It's just if you want to see uh, the kind of the results that I want to see. In regards to in, in regards to getting stronger and more leaner and um not super muscly, but more like I want bigger legs, I want just yeah. tone. They she was like, You need a strip training. What you need to do is pick a weight that you, that is going to fatigue you. Mm. Like not that's gonna hurt you, but mm. you can do it, but it's not easy to do. And mm. she says, and and think uh. of it in sets of three, like um. Um, sets like sets is going to be how many times um, not how many times you repeat the movement but how many sets so think about it so three sets of 10 to 12 so like um three you're going to do three the sets is when you rest like um not when you rest how do i explain this this is another thing so like if you got if you doing you lifting these things 10 times the you set, rest. Three sets. That's so one set. Like, you rest, and then you do it another time. That's one set. That's two sets you just did, and then you rest, and then you do it another time. That's three sets. But each okay. one of those sets, you do that rep- repetition that movement uh-huh. into twelve times. So okay. yes, that's how you explain it. That's another thing that was weird to me when people would be saying it's that like, I, I couldn't. I, couldn't I, used to, I used to be. I used to play soccer and shit. So yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So. Yeah. So I was like, okay, so I need to, she said, you, you need to, do, and this is, I've seen this on multiple video. I keep saying she, but it's multiple people. Mm-hmm. Um, she said, you, what you want to do is you want to be able to do three sets, but by the time you get to that third set yeah, and you are in that like um, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, 11, 12, uh-huh. you should be feeling like, oh my God. 
God, this is like I can't push this up or I can't like you. It needs to be very difficult for you to do and where you're maxing yourself out. And so not harming yourself. That's the balance. That's why it's good to have a trainer to be able to be there and, you know, Mm. whatever. Um, And so that's what I've been doing. And what that does, you know, it makes, you know, it makes you sore (laughs) because you are fatiguing your muscles. But it just it feels good. It feels like, oh, my God, I can literally feel in my body that I'm getting worked out where before I was sweat, but my muscles, I didn't feel like my muscles was, you know, this doesn't, yeah, yeah, it just doesn't feel sore. I I didn't feel sore in that sense. Uh, I just felt um, like, oh my God, I I got, I got sweaty and I, and I got my heart rate up or whatever, but it didn't feel like I was working my muscles to do anything. So Mm -hmm. that's what I've been doing this past. And then you work different segments and da, da, da. So that's what I've been doing this past time working out. And it it's, it's, my body is sore, but it feels good in that kind of good workout sore way. Mm -hmm. Like, okay, I really did something. And in the way that she has me doing it, it doesn't take all fucking 45 an hour long that I was thinking. Like they were saying, oh, okay. you know, you doing all the cardio or you got to do the 20 to 30 minutes of cardio. And, and it doesn't take, and all those repetitions was taking so much time. So I would be in the gym, you know, hour, hour, 20 minutes, or mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Doing the cardio and doing, she was like, girl, you don't need to do all that. <laughs> you you pick your um three or four body parts that you want to work out in this set, and you do your three sets for them work and do and get yourself to fatigue. Okay. And that's enough. And so yeah. I'll be in there 30 minutes. You know what I'm saying? 30 minutes to 40. It's, I think the max was 40 minutes at a time. 30 minutes. And I and I've been working like four body parts. Um, okay. like in the lower half, so I can do all of these and do three sets of twelve to ten, and you know. And she said, if you can do a little bit more, do a little bit more, but go until you get fatigued, where it's like your yeah. mother, you cannot push this thing because you putting them to work. You, putting the <laughs> you are putting the work yeah. right, mm-hmm. and that's what's going to get you more results in a faster period of time because you are building your muscles, and bus- muscles burn more fat just you sitting down than um, just fat. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? Right, so, right, right. so it and you are getting stronger huh. and you are training your body to be strong and handle and handle shit. And so that my strength is my focus. I want to be stronger than what I am. Mm-hmm. I don't want to look strong, <laughs> but I, I want to get yeah. more toned and stronger than I am. Mm-hmm. And so that that's my goal. So I want to be able to get up to lifting a reasonable amount. And yeah. see see what it goes, see how it goes, and it's been really really good. It's been really that's good. what's up. Is it is it? Um, I would imagine it's also the release of energy. Oh, out. absolutely. Oh, and so I could cut out the cardio at the gym. I actually walk to my gym, walk there and back. Oh shit! Okay, so okay. that's I don't need to do no cardio when I get to the gym because right. I'm right. I'm literally right. walking in. The, I, I've been going in the morning, so I'm literally walking. And my gym is like. Um, 20 minutes away walking mm-hmm. and so that's a 20 minute walk there and a 20 minute walk back right right and that's so yeah and it helps me because I can walk past my store and go pick up some groceries and bring them in the house Ooh, that makes a difference it makes a big like ass that. difference yeah. so I, it's just giving me a plan just a mm-hmm. plan of 
not eating out because literally there's no reason for me to eat out because I can pick up my food when I leave the gym. Yeah. Um, and if I know I'm not going to work out the next day, get enough food to cook for tomorrow. Yeah. And so he's just, I hadn't had that plan. Have any of your, I mean, obviously you said, you know, you can eat out, eat from home, mm-hmm. but what you're cooking, has that shifted as well? Or Yeah. Like, yeah, I'm just trying to get what I eat. I'm trying to, I'm just trying to adjust what I eat and adjust, um, just eat better. I'm if I want something, I'm gonna fucking eat it. But but I've I found that if I cook because I like my cooking, <laughs> if I cook, it's gonna be automatically more healthier because I don't really cook like fried shit. You can right. fried shit or you know what I'm saying. I I do like healthy shit. I'm a I'm, okay. you know I'm raised in a country family, so having greens and having vegetables and having purple whole peas and you know mm. what I'm saying. Just these kind of things for me, I just have to adjust how I what I cook them with. You know, I'm not throwing just butter in there. Right. I'm not cook Crisco. I'm cooking it in a different way. But oh, I'm still I having Crisco. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still I'm just cooking it in a different way that's still delicious and flavorful. Okay. Um that's yeah, great. so yeah, so it's just a little bit better. I know I cooked some greens the other day um with using chick- the chicken bouillon flavoring. Mm-hmm. And it it was so fucking good. I usually you know, got some ham hocks boiling in there. And, oh, you know, okay. I'm, just, okay. you know, I'm right. usually doing right. like that. But this time I was like, I'm just going to put these in here. I used some um, some some um, plant based sausage that was like like um, mm-hmm. or like sage or something. I can't remember what they were. Oh, uh, like field roast or something. Maybe? Yeah, I think it was field roast mm-hmm. or something like field roast. And so yeah. I cut them up in there like I would do like sausage and cabbage, but I cut them up in there and yeah. use that chicken bouillon. And, and and it's not meant to be vegan, but it's just the vegetables and the greens, and it just has so much flavor. And I cut up some um, bell peppers in there and um like red green and a little bit of onion and it just was it just was so good and i didn't use you know just some big turkey neck or you know i didn't use not that that's a problem because that's a protein but i'm just trying to make it as and i didn't cook it as long i'm trying to make it yeah i'm just Mm. being conscious of how i cook and what i put in it and so that's real it makes it better you have an air fryer? Yes, I do. Yeah. I, I recently got one within the last couple months, and that changed the game. Yeah. <laughs> Facts. It does. I, yeah. I love my air fryer. It's really, really mm-hmm. good. Um, mm-hmm. so yeah, so yes, yes, yes. What's been going on with you? Uh nothing much. Just uh enjoying the weather. It was kind of kind of cloudy out here for a while, and mm-hmm. recently, you know, the sun is out. And uh this past week, I got to reconnect with quite a few people, which was really, really nice. Like, uh, you know, on video, like Duo or FaceTime and stuff like that. Um, so, yeah, that's it. Just taking it easy. Mm. You know, talk to my sister. It's, it's cool. fun reconnecting with people. I've been... Yeah. I've been reconnecting with, like, random people. Like, this girl that I used to... Um, that... I don't, I don't know how to say it. She she went to my high school. She was like to me. She was like one of the flyest bitches in the school. Like, <laughs> like you know, just one of the bad bitches. Like, oh, she's just cool. And so, um, and and she knew it too. It wasn't just 
Like she would be walking around. <laughs> okay. I know I'm a bad bitch. Like this yeah, is her yeah. vibe. Yeah. But but she was also one of the girls who were um the first girl who I saw that was kind of she wasn't like she was just plus, like she was plus size, but she just had mm. most plus size girl didn't move in the world like her. And this was okay. in high school. So, you know, okay. now that I'm a grown woman, of course I've seen it, but in high school. Most of the plus size girls that I knew were kind of shy or quiet or mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? They were kind of yeah. insecure a little bit, but she was just, she moved through the world just like a confident um, woman. And this is the first time that I've seen that type of personality in a, 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 a plus size girl's body. Right. And so um, super smart. Like she's like she was she wasn't our valedictorian. What is the person that's third? I do not know. Yeah, I, I know it's like valedictorian or salutatorian. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> she yeah. was not the valedictorian, but she yeah. was like the third. Yeah. Okay. So, um, so super super <laughs> smart. She always her mama was. I guess her mama had coins. So, so she was always the, and her mama was ghetto fabulous. So she, (laughs) her mama let her get her nails done. So she would always have fly ass nails. She had, um, long ass hair. And she, when, when she first, when we were freshmen, she just had like long, pretty ass relaxed hair that, Mm. um, you know, just really, cause her mama take her to the salon all the time. And so, and so. Um, but when we got probably like our junior year, she did the, the, you know, where they would cut the sides and the top off into like a, a freeze curl, but it'd be long, like a mullet, but long in the back, but it's freeze curled at the top <laughs> yeah. with the little curls. So she would do that. She would do that all the time. So, uh, and that was like a big thing for her because her mother wouldn't let her cut her hair for a long time. So this, she was like, Ooh, I'm cutting my hair. And so she just was super, super cool. But simultaneously, I didn't like her because she was very homophobic. Okay. Okay. So she had this, I liked her in the sense of her confidence and how just fly she was, but she was also very one of the girls that would fag me down. (laughs) You know, Turner, if I'm doing anything that is remotely queer, turn her nose up like uh. (laughs) you know shit like that if i you know where everybody being cool with me she would move away from me and just she just didn't like because of you know my queerness yo yeah no i i definitely yeah yeah those type of people so part of me liked her and part of me didn't like her and there was no there was no way for me to kind of reconcile those two because she was a bad bitch. And I'm always like, Hey, I love her. She's right. and, but, but also, but, but also yeah. she's a late ass bitch and I beat your ass. <laughs> Stop playing with me. And so, um, recently I guess she found me on Facebook and she added me and she slid in my inbox and, um, and she was just, just really general and nice. Just really mm. like, hey, how you doing? I ain't seen you in years. You look so good. And she just went into this whole, um, hey, how you doing type of nice conversation because we hadn't seen each other since high school. And yeah. asked me what I was doing now. And, you know, tell me about, you know, she got kids. She's 
you know, just living a 40 year old woman's life with kids and uh, unmarried 40 year old woman's life. Um, And she and she just and she just reconnected with me. And I thought it was quite interesting. And, um, you know, I'm a messy ass bitch, even in my old age. So and I'm a bitch (laughs) that holds a grudge from when I was two. (laughs) So I I brought yeah, like, if I can remember, <laughs> if I can remember you doing something wrong, I remember, motherfucker. And so, in our conversation, I brought up exactly what I'm explaining to y'all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, normal exactly. motherfuckers that might part. not even bring it up. Just be like, "Oh, hey, how you doing?" But I'm a bitch, ah, girl. I'm gonna bring it up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so I brought so up part. the dichotomy of my relationship with her about how oh, I really thought she was beautiful and sickening and fly and all these things, but I also thought she was a bitch because she was homophobe. And she says, I really was. She said, you know, and that's that's part. I didn't know you was going to bring this up. But I I, let me say this right now. I do want to apologize to you because I was a bitch. I was intentionally a bitch to you in high school because of your queerness. I was taught that homosexuality was wrong. Um, I grew up in a churchy family, a churchy bougie family. You can see this is the family that you grew up in, a very churchy, well to do family. Um, uh-huh. that, um, that, how can I say this? So she, her family had money, but her house was in the fucking hood, be, but she owned yeah. it. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. yeah so, I do know exactly what she's yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. you, you yeah. live in the hood with the rest yeah. of us, but yeah. your family got money and you own it. You're not renting it from some white person who owned the house. Mm, come um, on, urban black living. Yeah, very <laughs> that. And so yeah, that's yeah. that's how she was raised. And she was yeah. telling me, you know, but, you know, we were in fucking high school. She was like, I apologize, but that was high school. And I'm a grown ass woman now who has been through things and who has learned mm. and grown and da, 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 da. And I was like, oh, OK, that's what's up. I accept that's your really apology. Cool, it's good. It's all good. I'm glad that you're doing well. And, you know, we have been engaging like she's been commenting on my silly statuses on Facebook and um, on Instagram. And so, you know, I, I reconnected with her. So, yeah, in, yeah reconnecting with random people has been something that I've been doing, too. Interesting. I mean, that's cool, though. You know, yeah. and she apologized. You're like, yeah. I still remember. <laughs> your, face, <laughs> your face is like, that was cute and all, but, you know. <laughs> that's exactly how I was looking at that message. <laughs> like, I appreciate it. That's all cute, but let's get let's down. get this let's get this out the way because I'm gonna constantly <laughs> think about it if we don't. <laughs> <laughs> You're listening to Houston's own MP Trans 101. Now listen, I know that what is basic trans 101 for me could just be the beginning for you. So this is for your basic ass. <laughs> For me in this life Could be just the beginning for you So let's get something straight. Trans people do not think that they are exactly like cisgender people. Now, we do think that there's a lot of similarities. You know, 
but we know that there are differences especially when it comes to what our bodies can do especially when it comes to our history during our birth and our growing up process all those kind of things we know that there are going to be unique experiences that a cisgender person goes through compared to what a transgender person goes through yes we know that your genitalia can do things that ours cannot we got this thing called gender dysphoria that kind of doesn't let us forget it and by the grace of god or whatever you serve if the gender dysphoria lets up and allows us to forget that we're not trans there's this group of people called transphobes that will not let us forget it trans people are not trying to replace you by using trans as the adjective to describe our gender we are actually acknowledging the difference between us and you using trans as an adjective to describe our gender indicates something different and you know what that difference is the difference on the surface is we were assigned a gender at birth and we went to another one. That's simplified. But what it really is on a deeper level is that we had a radical self-love to believe that we deserve to be happy. Happy enough to go against what everybody thought that we were supposed to be. Now, because we have agency over our body, I don't know for how long, we are able to make decisions to make changes. Some of us don't even need changes because biology has leaned itself towards the gender that we feel that we are. And while we're on the subject of biology, I need people to know that biology goes deeper than what you learned in high school. There literally has not been enough studies on the biological explanation of transgenderism for any one of us to be 100% on any of the theories around biology. But there has been enough studies for many years now to know that science is in our, the transgender person's favor. It leans towards the truth that we are, have been telling y'all for centuries. There are many biological possibilities there are many chromosomes, abnormalities, and intersex variations that causes people to be trans or have nuance around their biological sex, AKA female, male, intersex. And that can cause some nuances around their gender, AKA man, woman, non-binary, other. Google Scholar is free for you to go down the hole of learning on your own time. There is more than the basic issue learned in ninth grade about XX and XY. For example, there are many physical structures outside of your genitalia that can be biologically structured in the direction of the opposite sex assigned at your birth. This can be actual physical structures in your brain or your chemical makeup. And sometimes people figure this stuff out in the womb, at their birth, or during puberty. So sometimes it takes years for these symptoms to show up. There are XX males and XY females. There are people with complete androgen insensitivity syndrome, also known as C, 
AIS, mild androgen insensitivity syndrome, MAIS, partial androgen insensitivity syndrome, PAIS, Kleinfelter syndrome, Sweer syndrome, Turner syndrome, Chappelle syndrome, so many syndromes, so many variations. Some of these are extreme and they call physical variations. They can cause mental variations. And sometimes they can cause nothing that you can even see or that you can even tell. Very mild differences. So this leads to some people not even knowing that they have these autosomal variations, these biological variations. Now, some of these are very rare and some of them are not rare at all. Literally, males being born with an extra X chromosome, the frequency rate is estimated between 500 and 1,000 births. That is a lot of niggas running around with an extra X. Probably why they be acting like bitches. <laughs> nah, I'm playing. So, these things are not that rare and biology is not that fucking simple. In 2020, there were like 7.75 billion people on the world. The frequency of these abnormalities and intersex births that I'm talking about is 1.7%. So that's about 137,900,000 people. So that makes them as rare as natural redheaded people, their hair. Now I want you to think about how many redheaded people we have on the earth. How many naturally redheaded people have you seen in your life? My point is that this is not rare and there are biological variations that happen in the world that we can explain, that we can explain, that we can kinda explain that we haven't done enough research on, that we only know a little bit about, and being trans is one of them. What we do know so far, the tests that have been done, the research that has been performed, it is on our side. It is not on the side of your antiquated ass opinion. And that's how Mary had a little lamb. Now, Marsha's plate, every single week, since we have existed almost five years now, Al has put a link in our show notes to a Harvard professor teaching his class. He recorded it and put it up for free. I specifically picked Harvard because I love, I know how you motherfuckers love white institutions. Y'all only respect that kind of education, even though it's other kind of education to get. But every week it is in the show notes of him explaining some of the nuances in biology that could lead to you understanding how trans people could exist. Everything that we do here is meant to be a start for you. A little seedling that we plant in your little dirty ass head full of dirt and maybe a little bit nutrients, and we hope that that seedling will grow into a little bit more understanding about trans people and our experience on a social level, on a biological level, on an economic level, so much so that you might, you just might become a good 
ally, a good conspirator, a good co-conspirator with us in this fight for all of our liberation. And that's all I got to say. This has been Trans 101. Oh my God, I want to thank all of our new patrons this week. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Yay, 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 yay. So not only are you helping to sustain this particular podcast, you know, I also donate to other podcasts. I donate to other organizations. I have my finger on the post of the community and I know a lot of grassroots organizations that are doing great work out here so you're not only helping to sustain us you're helping to sustain other people in a community because I put my money where my mouth is you know that's just the kind of bitch I am community is fuck (laughs) so thank you I really really appreciate you and if you have not become a patron why have you not? You can donate as low as a dollar a month. It doesn't matter. Anything helps. Please. Do I have to play Sarah McLaughlin and show you puppies? Like, what do I have to do? Do I have to do resort to what the white people do to get you to give them money? <laughs> All righty. Anyway, thank y'all. And the Patreon and PayPal link is at the bottom. Back to the show. So I did want to <laughs> run some things by you. Okay. Before we get into our topic. So, you know, we we got some new members added to the Turf Clan. Uh, <laughs> not the Turf Clan. To the Turf Clan. So, so committed. Damn. Let's listen to um, Macy Gray. And I, I will say this, and everybody's going to hate me, but as a woman, just because you go change your parts doesn't make you a woman. Right. Sorry. You feel that? I know that for a fact. So she was on Pierce Morgan and he baited her into a conversation um, about trans people. And he asked her, what is her definition of a woman? She said somebody with boobs and a vagina and Pierce Bronson, no. Pierce, Pierce Morgan. No, not, said, not, not Pierce Bronson. <laughs> oh, no, not Pierce Bronson. <laughs> Pierce Morgan. <laughs> not 007. Not 007. <laughs> Prince Mor- Pierce Morgan said, um, said, yeah, I think trans people should have rights, but they shouldn't be playing sports with an obviously physical advantage over women and thrashing mm-hmm. women in their sports. The same old rhetoric in regards to that. And so then she says that I know people are going to hate me, but you are not a woman. (laughs) You can go no matter if you get your body parts changed. This is not nothing new. We we done heard these conversations before and we have disappointing. But I, you know, I, I, I don't. I, it's almost like I don't care. I can't even cancel Macy Gray. I wasn't even cutting for you anyway. Like, well, I ain't been checking for no <laughs> Macy Gray music in, what, 20 about years? 20, about 20 years. <laughs> <laughs> so, you ain't, you yeah, ain't yeah, even relevant yeah. enough for me to cancel. So, me yeah, saying I'm yeah. canceling Macy Gray is a fucking joke, even to my fucking self. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But like I said, I don't cancel black women. That's just not what I do. Um, um, I just don't. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. You don't, don't. cancel black women? Yes, you've been listening. Okay. You know, I've said this before. I don't cancel black women. Um, I feel 
politically, they need all the grace, and I give them all the grace because most people don't give them all the grace. Wait a minute. You give grace? Grace. Okay, and to black my, people. <laughs> grace <laughs> in the sense of, no, I cannot fuck with you, but I'm not going to call for your cancellation. Huh. I don't do that. I, it's just not something that I'm gonna do. I'm be. Mm-hmm. I'm like, mm, you know, the world. You uh, you, you just lost that governance structure. You open that governance structure of a black community. Yeah, you 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 lost, girl. Eventually, you, you come back. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Eventually, exactly. you come back. So exactly. I'm just not gonna Macy Gray. Okay, girl, you don't fuck with trans people. That's okay. We don't fuck with you. Who is fucking exactly. with you? <laughs> right. You go, go ahead right. and fuck with because Chris clearly, because clearly. You just trying to get some clicks too by saying uh-huh. this. Uh-huh. And let's see when it comes to women's rights and all these things, if Pierce Morgan is gonna be in your favor. <laughs> right. That part. Because you part. know, he's been aligning with Trump for a minute. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And so nationalist. Absolutely. And so good. Good luck. <laughs> good luck with that. <laughs> and so that was one that was unfortunate, but mm, okay. Um, then we have the beloved Bette Midler. Divine Miss M. The Divine Miss M, baby. And so this is what Bette Midler says. She says, women of the world, we are being stripped of our rights over our bodies, our lives, and even our name. They don't call us women anymore. They call us birthing people or menstruators, or even people with vaginas. Don't let them erase you. Every human being on earth owes us. So uh, this is one of them things that I'm like, so this is my commentary on that. (laughs) So first of all, I don't understand how using inclusive language erases women. I don't see how it stops you from using women. If you want to call yourself a woman or talk about only women, you can do that. People choose inclusive language in abortion conversation to respect the identities of trans men and non-binary people who might need abortions. Women are not the only ones who need abortions. And if you think they do, it's because you don't consider trans men men. Or you don't consider non-binary people non-binary. You don't respect their their distancing themselves from the label of woman. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And because you don't do that, you don't want to include them in the conversation. But people who do are showing their respect to people's identities who may not identify with being a woman. It does not change you. It does not invalidate your womanhood. It does not erase your womanhood. It does not say that that being called a woman is not okay. It does not say any of those things. It just, there are some people in the world who want to be respectful of people's identities, who knows that not only women are affected by abortion abortion rights being taken away, and so exactly. them using inclusive language is just letting you know that they want to be inclusive. You don't have to. You can say just women. Right. Period. If you're just talking about women, when you say women, we know that you're not talking about trans men and non-binary people. 
Yeah, there's, you know, I think, too, when it comes to conversations about abortion, white women who are cis in particular like to be centered. And for them, their in-group, out-group dynamic, like as black people, in the out-group, white folks are in the in-group. We know more about them than they know about us. The way that white women show up in their in-group, out-group situation is they think because they're in the out-group when it comes to white men, they in the out-group for everybody else because white people like to be, you know, I'm in the out-group too. Same thing with white gay dudes, right? I'm in the out-group too. And it's like, if you would have taken a hard beat just to beat, because I understand that you are reacting in a heightened emotional situation because of what's going on mm-hmm. for Bette Miller. I ain't speaking of fucking Macy Gray. <laughs> you just being, you are on hold. Messy Gray being super extra messy for no reason to get some attention. I mean, Bette Miller don't need to do anything to get extra attention. No. So that's a different situation. If she would have just taken a beat, <laughs> a beat, a beat, right? Because this is some bullshit that just came out your head in a reactionary way that was ignorant as fuck and fucked up and turfy. Yeah. If she would have taken a beat, in my opinion, she could have got through her knee-jerk reaction and been like, oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, damn. In but my I, opinion. But this know? has always been their problem, right? This has mm-hmm. always been um, their problem. They don't understand inclusion and the concept of intersectionality. Um, no. Y'all no. want to use um, y'all. Y'all want us. Y'all want us to be the contributors to your oppression. Exactly. Y'all want, I mean, because they start. That's that's ultimate Karen shit. And and, yeah. and and not and not saying that there aren't black turf people and people of color who are turfy, but most of the loud turfs are white women. Who are cis? Because these are the same people who said ignorant shit. These are the same folks, especially out of second wave feminism, who really like liberal feminism, which is like, I'm a white woman who gets to be a professional and have all the things the white men have, but I'm a white woman. That's very different than other forms of feminism. Like, you know, like your Hillary Clinton kind of energy, your Gloria Steinem kind of energy. Um, and so, like, this is to me, this is just an extension of that shit. It's the extension Ready for Dan. Of, ready for Dan. It's the same people doing the same shit who were pissing off cis women of color, who are now pissing off, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's, it could be, I, I need to be centered as a white woman. That's what this shit's about. Mm-hmm. That's what this shit's about, in my and, opinion. And what's baby, underneath this, what's underneath it that. is white cis women, and, and we already talked about this conversation about the politics of it. The reason we're here is because Y'all. they afraid of 49.9% of the white population, and they said, we gonna control these white women and they bodies in order to take care of these niggas and take care of these people of color threat. So that's the, but, but anyway, but women of color are saying we need another strategy for abortion, but y'all women of color, we want to be sending as white women and here we are. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you know what I'm saying. So and I want to like, make it very clear. Whatever, like, I want to make it very clear that trans people don't have the power to oppress you. You, <laughs> you, the people who are taking your rights away right. are the white men who you have actively supported for centuries. And majority not, of white women voted for Trump facts, twice not, and the second time. <laughs> not the people. Who are being gender inclusive, baby? It's not those exactly. people who are oh, taking baby. your rights away. It's the people who your folks 
especially rich white women, you bet, Mittler, y'all have stood next to these men for centuries, making the rules and benefiting from the rules that they are making, even the ones that oppress you. This is what y'all have been doing, sugar, pie, honey, bunt. This is what y'all have been doing. Exactly. Um, exactly. Exactly. Just like when y'all were claiming. No, it's tradition. <laughs> Bullshit. <laughs> but, and then you said, yes, it's a lot of white women that doing the kind of turfy stuff. And the black women, I find it kind of ironic that y'all are aligning with these turfy white women because they are also the ones who was claiming and upholding systems that said black women weren't even women. <laughs> when they were fighting for the same rights for the from the men. The scenario isn't new of them throwing you under the bus and not considering right. you women and right. not considering you one of them or on the level of their femininity. Exactly. And, and a lot of these, these folks were the same folks who said, oh, black women are so, they're not feminists. They're not, they're so wrapped up in bullshit because they want to stay home and take care of their fucking kids instead of mine. Because <laughs> we don't want to feminists want to get out of the house into the workplace. Wait, so wait, your wait. Narrative, no, give that your more narrative context. It's not no, no, no. You got to give that more context. You you so, went a little bit further back. Look, <laughs> not not only that they want to stay home and take care of their own kids. We don't have y'all as slaves anymore to exactly. wet nurse our children and and yeah. wash them and take care of them. We got to do all of this. And then the marriage. Now this nigga owns me for real, for real, because now I'm this property with marriage. So now I have to be the one that help him till the land, help him take care of his house yeah, I mean, and, and have him babies to help him take care of our farm. It used to be the slaves. Now it's just me. Now that shit is on me. I mean, even even, in, you know, even in the 50s, 60s, 70s, even creeping into the 80s, like I, my, I have two grandmothers that worked as domestics and went all the way to fuck out to the middle of nowhere where the white folks was at take care of their house. <laughs> and when black women said in the 60s and 70s, I kind of want to be at home with my family, they said, y'all not really fucking feminists. And y'all are ignorant and you're too stupid to know what's best for you, essentially. Mm-hmm. Right? And so it's the same, it's the same tradition of that, of that. Yeah, so yeah, absolutely. Right? Going all the way back <laughs> and, and creeping right on up. But yeah, white women, white women. The burden of what we were doing for y'all in regards to your household, domestic stuff, now the burden went on y'all. Now the you are white in middle this class, house. White middle class women. Because yes. also the poor white women had to go to work too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so like, mm-hmm. so but that like, middle, that like, rich middle class, yeah, that, they exactly. were like, oh, now, these niggas, now we really these, these niggas' property. We are really these motherfuckers' property, and we gotta take care. We gotta iron our and clean our own sheets. That part. We don't got the slaves no more. Right. I, oh my God. They right. don't they don't want to work for us no more. But I know that we are not erasing your womanhood. Exactly. Miss um Miss M, Miss right. Mother Bat. We're not erasing your womanhood. But clearly, based on your tone and your tone deafness of the, the circumstances that we're in, you clearly are. You're the same standard of white womanhood exactly. <laughs> that it has been, and it's it's like the 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 it's like we just covered the some of the vastness of turfiness too, right? Because yes. it's like you got your situation with Macy Gray, it was like trans women aren't women because of body part, like girl, and then you over here with Ben Miller, who's like trans guys and trans masculine people and non-binary AFAB people aren't valid; they just women. No. 
Why are you mm-hmm. calling me? Calling them something else, right? And so, yeah, it's it, it like turfiness is interesting. Why <laughs> it's interesting? like you know what I'm saying. You you doing pretzels and twisting and turning. It's just ironic that a white woman, somebody who um, you know, just a you because y'all have been the standard of womanhood. Just it's just facts. Y'all have been the standard Period. that has. Period. Literally, Period. the rest of us non-white women. We literally get killed. We literally are unloved. Mm-hmm. We literally are disenfranchised for not living up to what you are. And yep. it's not just trans people. It's right. other women are, are, <laughs> exactly. are, oh, that you consider women because they have a vagina. That right. uh, exactly. Now, but exactly. before they were they were out of that number. Exactly. And it's men. Cult of true will, womanhood didn't exactly. apply to everybody. <laughs> and men will treat us according to that. They will treat us negatively and 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 pet up and make put you on a pedestal. But then, ironically, another element is: I thought feminism was about you being more than your vagina. Right. Why is right. all of a sudden your womanhood is based on vagina now with us? Like I thought, mm. you were more. I thought womanhood was more. Exactly. I. You know. I. I will say this. I think what. Again, take a beat. Take a beat. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Beth Midler. I think what you're trying to get at, Beth Midler, in terms of or whoever, in terms of that, what you just said, it is being a woman ain't got shit to do with your vagina. Now, let's separate out. Being a female. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Let's separate <laughs> out the fact that anybody assigned female at birth is under a certain type of threat, period. Yes. Right, but that ain't got shit to do with a person identifying as a man, a woman, not binary, transmasculine, transfeminine, or any of that shit. We're just talking about we know, right? Like that's just the fact. And until recently, because the show a couple a uh, couple weeks ago, we talked about the stats of like five something percent of people under thirty identify as trans. So there's just like that's a big jump from our demographic, which was like right? one, which was like one point six or one point two yeah. or something like that, and that's more than the folks older than us, where it was like point something. So I think in how white middle class people love social shit, uh-huh. sometimes it do be extra in terms of the media or, or everybody's just trying to get in and say, we're down with this. Same thing with Black Lives Matter stuff, right? Like we, you know, so <clears throat> from that perspective, you still wrong. But from that perspective, I can understand being like, whoa, this shit's overwhelming. Where the fuck we come, where this come from? Because all of a sudden everybody's doing this, which is new because everybody. Is 5% everybody doing it? No, no, no. Not (laughs) not us as a population, but I'm saying these corporations who want to seem like they're down with trans people and seem like they're down with LGBT people. And some of them are very lazy in that support. And so I think. You know, because I was surprised. You see people using burden people where I was like, oh, okay. What's up? Okay, okay. Y'all glad, I guess glad they're doing a job updating, you know, the terminology <laughs> shit for the media, right? So that's understand. So like, I can understand the surprise part to a certain degree, which ain't got shit to do with motherfuckers how to, you know, identifying as, you know, people who are women versus like people who are assigned female at birth are two different fucking conversations. But I do, I can say I understand the surprise part and the shift in the language being used because even I was surprised in the shift in the language being used, which is great. I'm, I, think, I think it's great that the language is shifting. 
But I can understand being surprised. That ain't got shit to do to say, oh, I'm offended. Why the fuck are you offended? Or why? How are you being erased? Yeah. 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 I don't understand it. Because it's not changing you. white women who are middle class and up and all <laughs> in, in, their, in their priorities. And they don't center, they don't, not white women as a total, like we already said this, not white women totality. No, white middle class and up women and their trajectory to be in the same position as these white people, white men, these white men who are upholding all this bullshit. That's not even in their best interest, but they want to be a part of it too. And y'all have always been in most of the social issues from voting rights to abortion, all <laughs> middle-class white women have always been, even within the fight, privileged within the fight. Exactly. When we, we think about exactly. the documentary um, called Jane, The Janes on HBO. They mm. literally was telling you that they were doing this underground railroad abortion system that was only benefiting working-class bi- white women with money. You feel what I'm saying? That's yeah. what it was. And so y'all, it, y'all, and it took y'all a minute to wake up and it took mm-hmm. a little girl dying, a black girl dying that y'all had to turn away because she didn't have no money. It took her dying for it to put a light bulb in y'all head. And even in the interviews, y'all were confused about how y'all could fix it because y'all didn't even right. consider poor black women. And, well, and, we, and, we know, and we know we, what we do know, too, though, down to your point. Is that people? There were black cis women too who were like, "Y'all on some bullshit." Who were calling these things? So it's yes, like, you know what I mean. Like y'all gonna do what y'all gonna do because mm. it's comfortable. Comfortable. <laughs> white people do not like being uncomfortable. White people that's middle class and or working class who think they pull themselves up by their bullshit bullshit narratives. They do not like being uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> but it's this discomfort that's going to create the change that we need. You know? because, so I, because I feel like I deserve the same privilege as the rest of these white people. Period. My, my, gay, my, my gayness should not stop me from getting that white privilege. Exactly. My womanhood should not stop giving me, giving me that full uh, white privilege. Anything should not be anything that makes me a minority, even though I love to be like, oh, I'm a minority too. You don't want that shit. You want to have the full, unadulterated white privilege like the white man does. That's why you're not con- you're not considering exactly. the rest of us. Exactly. I think that's the, the goal to attain. Right. <laughs> and so, girl. And so yeah. what this also made me think about is there was a um, there's a in uh, Sister I cited about Audre Lorde. She was talking about mm-hmm. the fears and terrors that comes with them, like thinking these unreasonable things about us of them being us being included of them being inclusive of them not being (laughs) racist there's some things there's some fears and some things like oh my god am i gonna get this taken away or you know there is some fear that happens when you are apprehensive about including us right and 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 um and audrey was talking in the contents of race um and you know queerness um but I, I apply this to transness too, because how how can we get past your fear? How can we get past your unreasonable fear? Or you don't even have to let that shit go. We have a goal that we both agree on. We both feel like abortion is a right for all of us that we all mm-hmm. should have. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I- how can we work together in coalition in a small duration? You don't, there, um, 
we might not be um june jordan talked about this about us not we might be going towards liberation but once we get there we might be running in different directions we might be mm-hmm. planning mm-hmm. something else yes and yes, so yes, yes, yes and yes. so and so how can we in the duration that we got to work together to get this right how can we work together baby how can we be objective and be smart and come together? One of those mm-hmm. things is using inclusive language. Exactly. You may, you may have, you may not, you may maybe tripping about it, but look, yes. we are trying to get to the same goal. How can we work together? Also, one more thing on this centering about the white women being censored in their shit and just thinking everybody lives in the governance structure that they live in, which is a fucking problem. I was white men treat white women horrible. <laughs> like on some different levels of shit. Like, you know what I'm saying? I'm not saying like black cis men don't treat black cis women horribly. I'm just saying that white men, white cis men and white cis they shit is on some different level, going back to the Europe where Europea. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like they shit is very hard. So it's like, but if you again, this if you don't center you. And you like we want to center the community as a whole of women or people who are threatened by a ban on abortion, then you don't center you. Period. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, I just want like white men treat white women horrible. It's some other shit. And yeah. wait, wait, wait. It, it is and it's historic. Like when we exactly. think about the witch trials in Europe, when we think about the Salem witch trials, yeah. when we think about how they like, were they put culture you does in, not value women and, and how most, the white men would put you in a mental institution. Yeah. Put you in a mental institution yeah. to take the to take the slaves and the property that your father left you. They were literally yeah. work the man led system to take your shit away because you didn't have no fucking power. Yeah. Yeah, and, and, and the majority of the globe don't operate like that. Majority globe, majority globe is black and brown people, and you know what I'm saying. And Asian folks, majority, majority of the world don't operate. Majority of the world's cultures, pre-colonialism and imperialism, even post, don't even operate on that level around the brutality that they got going over in Europe when it's so cold and they got shit to grow and. You know, <laughs> they got some, like you said, they got some history over there around violence and shit. It's yeah, some other shit. It's, it's, you know? it's just, it just, I, I just, I want what I want to do. I, I don't. I'm tired of having the conversation of things that makes us different. I mm-hmm. want to know since we these silos are not working. Exactly. These silos and are the not working. House is on fire. Yeah, and the yeah. house is on fucking fire. How can we get the shit that we need? Yeah. How can we work together? How can mm-hmm. we, because this little shit made everybody go in and we, now we're reading Bette Midler. Now we're reading Megan yeah. Gray. But these are not the people that's taken all of our exactly. rights away. Exactly. We are not, we are not the enemy. <laughs> we are not the enemy. Period. Yep. Yeah. We don't have the power to be your enemy. Trans people don't have the numbers to be your enemy. Right. Or the power. Like or the power. power. We ain't got the economic power to do it right shit we barely got a little bit of electoral power depending on where you live right, right? so it's like fuck out of here 
you know, I, another thing that June Jordan said, shared misery doesn't mean that we're going to be partners in change. Come on now. Can you say that one more time? <laughs> shared misery <laughs> does not mean that we are going to be partners in change. Just because we have something in common in regard to our oppression doesn't mean that we're that we're gonna that we're gonna um have the same goals in the change that we're trying to create or that we can work together. Right. I while I understand that, and I understand that yo, our common struggles don't put us automatically together. Right. But I feel like it's 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 to our benefit to at least for the moment. We it might not be permanent, it might not be something uh, you know, but at least for the moment, while the flames is flaming, right? And they come for everybody, so it's like, fuck. Can't why can't we work together? <laughs> why is that? Why is something? Why is that something that we can't do right now? What, what was the quote again? You said uh, it was uh, working towards liberation, but when we get there, we might diverge. Yeah, that was June Jordan had a um, an essay. A Bahamas essay, a report from the Bahamas. It's an essay that um, that she did, June Jordan did, yeah, um, like and it was her talking about the surprises and different things she saw, you know, across the diaspora, in that were in differences in class and stuff when it comes to our inner community. Not now, we she ain't even talking about you know outside the community, our inner community, mm-hmm. and how these class class systems um, affected our lives. There is a, a, a really interesting lecture by um, um, Charlene Crothers, and I'm going to put it in the show notes. Mm-hmm. And so y'all can listen to that, but she kind of explains it really, really well. And, um, and, and that's what it is. It's like, how do we get to the point where we are, um, are getting past our fears and getting past um, our small differences? Yes. Yes. Because I don't think that me and Bette Mittler politically are so far from each other. Do you see right. what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't think that we totally disagree on everything. Not in the sense of like a Trump or a fucking um, Rush Limbaugh's <laughs> dead, but him. Um, what, you yeah. know, these uh, Ben yeah. Shapiro's, these people like that, or Joe Rogan. I, I feel like me and Bette is going to align a lot more than them motherfuckers. Right. So the exactly. differences that we have are going to be small. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So how exactly. can we work together with these small differences? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I want to have that conversation and not yes. right here, but yeah, yeah. How, I want you to have that conversation with yourself. I want you to have that. Con- if you're listening, have that conversation with yourself, have that conversation with your peers, with mm-hmm. your Judy's. How can you get past these small mm-hmm. differences? in order to work together so we can all get abortion rights back mm-hmm. or we mm-hmm. can all be free together. Yeah. It's, it's going to get, it's going to get real interesting between now and next year when the court comes back in session, when they come back in session in October, I think it's going to be real interesting because they're going to be looking at all these other cases and you know, it's going to be real interesting with uh, Clarence Thomas talking about, you know, marriage uh, being taken out, you know, so folks saying your, your gay marriage don't matter, your marriage does not matter. Right. Uh, you're gonna have to go back to getting a whole bunch of paperwork and shit that costs money. 
so you can secure your things with your partner and your family. That piece, uh, going after contraception, which is plan B, which is birth control, which is going to impact trans people, but obviously it's going to impact, you know, cis women, especially cis white women, so they want to be centered. Uh, and then uh, what's the other piece? He said marriage, uh, contraception. Oh, yeah. Marriage contraception. Oh, yeah. The sodomy law, Florence versus Texas, 2003. So no longer will it be legal. You can get arrested, get a ticket, get fined for having, you know, same sex sex. <laughs> you know, so like that might bring some people together. I hope, you know, so, you know, because clearly we all get an attack. You right. know, to your point, like, yeah. And she broke. All right. So, yeah. <laughs> the turfs are turfing. And yes. I, I just, I feel the, the turfs that are generally on our more liberal side, I'm like, come That's on, so yo. We need, right. we need all the numbers that we can fucking get, yo. Yeah. These yeah. petty little, you tripping about inclusive language, girl? Come on. Yeah. Like, yeah. this is stupid. We we spent two days talking about this fucking inclusive language shit. You got people under your comments teaching you the basics about inclusive language. It's right. like, th- this is not the fight that we want to be, wait, the time we want to be wasting on this fucking bullshit. Exactly. That part, that part. It's like, girl, like we, it's, there's more, there's bigger fish to fry. This little inclusive language. You want to say woman, say woman. Period. If this person <laughs> want to say birthing people, say birthing people. However right. the fuck you want to do it. Right. right. We all talking about assigned female at birth people, birth people who can have some fucking babies. Mm-hmm. You got the equipment to carry babies. We want you to have the right to have an abortion and choose for yourself. Right. The language don't fucking matter in that sense. Yeah. Yep. And that's the paradox of that's the fucking terminology paradox. Um, quoting um Forge, terminology paradox is that it's really really important and it's not important at all. Exactly. <laughs> at exactly. the same exact time. Who said that? The terminology paradox. Forge. They're called ForgeForward.org. It's called terms paradox. I'm sorry. Refers to the fact that terms can be crucial. They are how people feel heard and respected. And at the same time, meaningless because a speaker or listener may not define a term the same way. And it may, and it doesn't inform you anything about their lived experience. Exactly. You really got to talk to them a, a little bit deeper. I might tell you that my pronouns are she, her, hers. But there may be some nuances in how, especially... Um, uh, my co-host here. <laughs> yeah, got some nuances. There, may, yeah. there may be some nuances mm-hmm. that is going on mm-hmm. when I give you those pronouns. Right, right. And so, yes, they are important in regards to respecting people right. and keeping people comfortable, but they're also not important with because because they don't because they I can have different me- different right. meaning for other people, and it and and there's some nuances in people's lives, and you got to really get to know them and befriend them and care about those nuances if you're going to actually respect them on a deep level outside of fucking pronouns. And yes. so language, like yes. that's how language works. Language is not that right. fucking serious, bet. Right. 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 Yeah. They're just yeah. You, they're just being inclusive, girl. Come on. <laughs> you was fucking doing comedy shows in fucking gay bathhouses. Because yeah. motherfuckers <laughs> didn't want the they weren't giving you no opportunity, but the gays was. Exactly. Like, yo, 
Like it's yeah. just inclusion. You, yeah. It doesn't say you can't be a woman or you're not a woman. You're less a woman. You can't say woman. You can right. still say right. woman. Right. <laughs> did not change any of that. Right. Yeah. But all right. Tell us what y'all think. Um, hashtag Marsha's play. Yes. Do y'all feel erased by using gender inclusive language? No, this is no judgment zone, psych. But <laughs> but, <laughs> but you know, I I just want to know, like, do you feel erased when you see hear somebody? Um, tell me why you feel erased when you hear yeah. somebody using gender inclusive language. I just yeah. I just don't under I don't understand it. And I know that you know, just like with um heterosexual white people, I know sometimes change feels like oppression. I know sometimes when shit change and other people get a little bit of a little bit of leeway right. when you've been at the center. What what um exactly? Uh, what does um Tony Morrison say? You don't understand how racist that question is because you that can't part. fathom being out of the center. Yeah. And just the fact that I, the That's one it. black author that is not uh, the the as out of the few that is not speaking from the white gaze, you really want me to talk about white people and include white people. And you don't understand how you couldn't ask that to white people. I understand. You know what I'm saying? You don't understand. I know feeling not in the center feels uncomfortable and it feels like oppression. But baby, let me tell you something. As a black trans woman, you don't know what the fuck oppression is. Exactly. If you think that is oppression. Exactly. If you think that's exactly. That's 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 where it is. (laughs) <laughs> so tell me uh, maybe y'all if you can you have friends at our church explain to me why they feel oppressed when people say <laughs> when we're having an abortion conversation yeah why do they feel oppressed by saying birthing people yeah yeah i i, I want to know yeah again i can see where a person might have a knee jerk because they're like oh Take a beat. <laughs> like, <stop. laughs> Take a beat. <laughs> okay, so yeah, hashtag March of Play and let us know. I like watching Stephen Colbert's uh, show in the evening. Uh, it's usually pretty funny. This past week, they had an episode where they talked about Pride. They called it the Pride Month News parade and there were just some really interesting new novelty things that came out during this pride season to me this seems like the most uber corporate pride season ever in terms of like mainstream news organizations mainstream uh or you know major corporate corporations and stuff and um Here's a couple of highlights. Apparently, Burger King, it's really funny. We'll have the link. Uh, Burger King came out with a Pride Whopper. And apparently, the Pride Whopper has two equal buns. <laughs> Which, a, a bottom and two, two bottoms and two Yes, tops. so there definitely was a joke that went along with that. <laughs> um, excuse me. Um, NASCAR apparently came out with a tweet talking about, NASCAR. Yes, which uh okay (laughs) um apparently in 2020 the brats roxy and uh nebra have been revealed to be uh partners girlfriends um or as stephen colbert said uh they could brand it oh this is my roommate 
that I've lived with for a very long time. Uh, and we're just friends. <laughs> and then uh, here's a couple more real quick. Uh, there's a surge in small town prize this year, too. And so you saw a lot of places, Rednecks with Rainbow Stickers, um, Luf Lufthansa Airlines changed their uh, logo for Pride Month to Love Hansa. Like people are just doing like the most, right? <laughs> like, um, FIFA issued a warning to into Qatar hotels and required them to quote welcome guests in a hospitable manner, otherwise their contracts will be terminated for the upcoming World Cup. So that's kind of cool. That's gonna be real interesting to see how they play off. And the major, the one to end it all, apparently, Little Nas X would like for Bussy, B-U-B-U-S-S-Y, to be added to the dictionary for Pride Month. Um, yeah, and so I was just wondering, <laughs> your thoughts, <laughs> uh, two, two thoughts, one on just, you know, this everybody doing the most with two pump, two two tops or two bottom buns for your whopper <laughs> and some of these other things but also obviously like what do you think about adding the word bussy to, to the dictionary um yeah yeah you know it's you know this was a very prideful uh on a corporate level this was more prideful than i've ever seen in my life you know so uh, and like yeah. you said about the inclusive language, at first it's shocking. Yeah, yeah. Because you, <laughs> you ain't never seen it. And some of them be ridiculous. And yeah, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. we've seen this with black culture, you know, when yeah, once, we, once we become mainstream and they see who is some money over here, let's go over here and this say man. some ridiculous things. And, uh, one more person say for the culture. <laughs> when the shit ain't even for the culture, but it's owned by white people. And it's motherfuckers that didn't grow up around black people trying to figure their shit like if one more not saying there's right. anything wrong with that, but it's like if you grew up in the burbs or wherever, all much around a whole bunch of white people, and your proximity to black people is just your family, you almost know as much about black people and the culture of like living around other black people as a carrot. Because you didn't grow up yeah. around black people. And that's not a diss. It's just like assess that shit, please. But <laughs> out of love, you know what I mean? But yeah, um, yeah, but yeah, so this is the Pride Month, what have you. <laughs> pussy, you know, for those who don't know, is a combination of a boy and pussy. <laughs> there are no limits to the word shit, I feel like, because there are so many ridiculous words in the dictionary. <laughs> Bootylicious. Um just so many ridiculous words. So I'm yeah. like, that'll be cool. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, yeah. I didn't really think about it, but yeah. that would be cool. But I'm also tired of, um, I don't know, I won't say that. But what? what I was about to say was there's a part of me that loves it and a part of me that hates it. Oh, story of my life. Um, yeah, I feel that. There's a part of me that that loves that our language is blending in with the larger culture so much so that even cishet men are saying some of our terms like shade and what's the tea and, <laughs> and all of that, that kind of stuff. It, it kind of is a, a, a indicator of the culture yeah. shifting a little bit, but I also, yeah. you know, I hate it because 
it gives fuel to the people who thinks that there's an agenda. Yeah. And also a lot of it is an extension of what people do when it comes to black culture, period, around the LGBT stuff. Right. Which is like when we were growing up, you know, you know, people it was like people weren't like, yo, and you go like we saw that coming to the mainstream of uh, popular culture in America. Little shit that we don't even think about today. You go, girl. Yo, what's up? Like, people weren't saying it. That was reserved for black people, and it was weird to the whites. And if they did engage with it, it was like, actually, I saw a commercial recently where it's like, where it's a, a, a family and the dad said something like, you know, for, I don't know what the hell, but remember when people were like, for shizzle, you saw all of a sudden that was in commercials. And like, you know, like, so to me, it's kind of, it's an extension. Sometimes it's an extension of that because usually. They would be like, using it. Usually they use it as a mockery, as a caricature of blackness. Exactly. And so like a lot of the shit that, you know, white gay folks, white gay men in particular, cis white gay men in particular, the shit that they do that all of a sudden all people are like, oh, that's gay culture is usually derived from black people. Period. So it's like, uh, but to, anyway, to your point on that, yeah, I feel that. It, but, it, some yeah. part of me likes it because it's indicator of, you know, uh, osmosis of culture that's happening. But yeah. also, you know, that I'm like, God, can we have some stuff to ourselves? And that's, but, mm, mm, that's what the Florida culture folks don't understand sometimes. <laughs> no, like, no, no bullshit, though. You know what I mean? Like, I, I think that's that's kind of like this to me is like, gay for the culture type energy <laughs> you know kind of what you're saying like some mm-hmm. shit we just kind of it's for us you know yeah. but uh, uh, so do you think it should be added to the dictionary shit go for it <laughs> <laughs> I, got, I, I, I don't really think of it that seriously I don't know yeah. I, I, I'm yeah. not against it at all I just I just don't care <laughs> yeah. Yeah. it's pretty wild care. though right that in 20, yeah. what, is, what is this, 2022? I, that and, it's like, wow, okay, Burkine. All right. But I don't also <laughs> I don't also care about the um the the um the corporate pandering. Like it's not if I mm. if, like the like the ice creams and stuff, it was like, oh girl, ooh, I don't know. But yeah. I personally, like I understand why people can think it's problematic. Yeah. I totally get it. I totally get yeah. it. Yeah. Um, but personally, it's just I I just don't care that much. Mm-hmm. I don't care that much. I don't care. I now I do care when it's offensive. Like when you didn't do the research and you done you something said two that's bottoms and two tops on the whopper is okay. That's, that's kind of weird. <laughs> that is kind of weird. I, I wouldn't say that that's offensive, but it is kind of yeah. like what? Um weird, but um <laughs> Be, I think it's weird because that is a sexual innuendo. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. And and because of you know the over sexualization of queer people, yes. like yes. an emphasis on our sexuality and not our humanity, and that's the historic thing. Um, um for me, that's kind of that 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 was kind of like teetering the line. I wouldn't say that I would offend it, but that's kind of teeter in the line where it's like uh, mm-hmm. that's not the the lingo I want you to kind of take and put in your advertising yeah. <laughs> I mean <laughs> your marketing it, strategy yeah absolutely and like again like even obviously with this because it's corporate media and all this kind of bullshit like that's not about us as black people that's about centering white gay people 
with 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 our money. Excuse my language, but like that's that's that that's their target. It's not necessarily us, um, you know. And you know, you had a lot of um, drag queen story hours going on this year in a way that you've never had before. At least my observation, a lot more visibility around that. Obviously, I think that's clearly connected to the success of Drag Race. Paul yes, Drag absolutely, Race. absolutely. Um, but yeah, it just it's it's interesting. I mean, I, I, capitalism. Um, I can't, you know, it's held up by racism and shit. So like, but it's interesting to see the, you know, the prolifer- pro- proliferation of. Uh, trying to target and cater to and get our money, gay right? <laughs> get the money, get the coin. Okay, we want that coin. Oh, yeah. this is a novel. Oh, oh, this is a market. Oh, this is a market. Oh, yeah, got money over here. Look, Let's see how we have was Yas Car. <laughs> Wait, so y'all, you know, I used to work at Bath and Body Works. They yeah. had they one year. The the hand sanitizers they always do different themes. Yeah, one on one year they had these different sayings on there. So yeah. one was um, on the saying it said yes, and uh-huh. then one of one of them said <laughs> bye Felicia. All oh, these kind of queer and gay little um, sayings, whatever was popular at the time, yes and. Uh, yeah. by Felicia, anything that they could find on the internet. Yeah, remember that, that moment? That. Remember that time when people was out here talking about by Felicia? It was just like... And didn't weird. even know the context of by exactly. Felicia. Exactly. It was it just weird. Was, it, and that's when the time was what? And I was like, I was like, this is really strange. I can't say that I'm offended. That's early this is for really the strange. Yes. <laughs> it's really strange for me to see this at, at Bath and Body Works, who is known for being a very... Well, I don't say they know, but um, in in a sense of people don't know, they are very clean cut image. They try to have this all American conservative image. They don't want to do oh, anything right. out the box. So um, okay. they just want they're like suburban, really. Yeah, that's a, most they, of their clientele. Yeah, uh, no, that's not I mean, the clientele. But what they try to give yeah. you, they try to give you a accessible all American girl. That's uh, you know that's inclusive. Okay, and so um. But it's interesting to see them do that because they literally don't allow you. They just changed the policy, barely allow you to wear your hair <laughs> in its black styles. Really? <laughs> yes. And even when they changed the policy, the managers would say something to you if you have your hair in a black style. Yes, it's in a policy that you can wear it now, but they're going to push you to do the more, you know, straight traditional, traditional like white, style. white girl, yeah. you know. I, my boss used to do it to me. I never listened to her, of course not. But she used to try to pressure me to do things. Like when she knew that her bosses was going to come to my store because mm. I was really, really good at my job. Like just really good. Like I was one of the top three stores in my, in my, uh, in my district. Yeah. And so when she wanted to impress her bosses, she knew she could come to my store. She was, of course, she was going to go to the Galleria. And so, because she needed to show a range, like one of the small stores and one of the big stores. I had a small store in the Rice Village area. And so, she would come. And she wouldn't directly say it, but she would ask me, how is my hair going to be? 
And then, and asked me how my hair was going to be. And also, right after, when I tell her how it's going to be, she says, I like when your hair is like this. Not directly telling me to put my hair like this, but it's the implication that in the context of the conversation, you are trying to tell me that you like my hair to be like this. Right. And so... And of course, I ignore it and wear my hair like I said I was going to wear it. But, <laughs> but, but I can tell that this is how she wants me to go. You know, the direction mm-hmm. that she wants me to go. And I can tell it how, um, you know, when, when, I, when it's her and she wants me to choose, she wants to critique me about my team. And I got the black girl with the, with the locks in the front of the store that's what she's going towards <laughs> and she's gonna say huh um or or she'll say something like who is gonna be in the front of the store oh the girl with the hair oh okay yeah yeah, yeah. that, that kind of microaggression kind of yeah, shit yeah. you get what i'm saying those type yeah. of things she was like oh the girl with the um with the red hair so whatever yeah, the, and I would say, yeah, the girl with, the, with the red dreads that um, right. she's one of our best sellers. She has our best numbers. Look at our numbers on the track. That part. <laughs> <laughs> and so that part. And, and so these are the kind of aggressive <laughs> battles that I would be battling. And, you know, they were one of those companies. So to see them steal this authentically black or queer stuff and put it on your hand sanitizers, hand sanitizers, put it on the outside of the candle packaging and, and do that. It is quite interesting. The dichotomy, yeah. Yeah. The, the, the two kind of things happen at the same time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that commercial, the guy, the dad says, yes. And then it's like, I know that calm down. Of course it's a white family. Of course. And, and, you know, calm down, you know, it's like, okay, y'all. Anyway, well, yeah, let us know what y'all think about this. Uh, do you think Bussy should be added to the dictionary? Also, if there are any listeners who've come across this uh, two tops or two bottoms, whoppers, please <laughs> let us know. Take a picture. And let yeah, yeah, because I don't even know Burke King. Well, no, it's after, it's after June. The motherfuckers that took that shit down. <laughs> <laughs> let us know if you tried it, though, because I did not. I never even knew Burger King was out here trying to, you know, get the gays and the transes and the lesbians and the everybody in the community thing mm-hmm. to eat two bottom buns or, on two, a whopper top buns. or two top buns. <laughs> that don't even sound good. <laughs> but okay. Uh, uh, rainbow uh, capitalism. So yeah, let us know what y'all think um, about all of this, especially the bussy piece and uh, if you got that burger king. Hashtag Marshall Split. All right. So like I said earlier, I'm not in the best of places. Um, I have had a death in my close vicinity of my support. Well, I almost say support group um, of my chosen family. Yes. Um, um, On Friday, um, Saturday morning, um, not Friday, for Saturday, early Saturday morning, one of my gay sons, Brandon. Um, Brandon, who, if you have been following us for a very long time, we reviewed um, Pose, of course. We do review the first um, two seasons mm. of Pose. And Brandon co-hosted um, 
that the first season pose review. So I had okay. Brandon doing on the first season. I had Brian on the my my gay son Brian on the second season, and on the third season I brought um my friend Timothy. Um, we didn't get to finish, but you know because a lot of deaths was going on then. But um, Brandon from the first season of um, our reviews, the one who hosted with me, actually passed away on Saturday. And I'm so sorry. And he, you know, he, you know, most people know he lived with me in my house. And um, for the past 10 years, he has lived with me off and on <laughs> until I get tired of him not being, not paying bills <laughs> and getting his shit together. You know how that worked out. He was struggling with addiction. He was at a, uh, one of our other friends' um, place at this time living with him. Saturday afternoon, they found him, you know, overdosed in his room fentanyl and it's it's it feels strange because in i've talked to y'all about this uh, my mom died of fentanyl poisoning as well and at the end of 2020 and to lose two people close to me to that is it feels kind of strange i'm kind of numb to it like i haven't really cried about it um and I'm kind of numb to it because it's just like, God, it's so many, it, it's so much death. It's so much shady shit. It's so much shit that is snatching my emotions away from me um, that I'm, I'm like almost too tired for tears, like too tired, too exhausted emotionally to even give that energy to something. So that's really how I feel in the sense of it hasn't hit me yet that my, my gay son has passed. And so uh, it's just one of those things that, um, and at the time, and, you know, to full transparency, we weren't talking because we, we got into it um, because of when he lived with me, it just was a lot of shit going that he was doing. And this explains it. Now, mind you, because of my history with my mother with addiction, most, my, most of my friends don't feel comfortable telling me about their drug use because they know how I feel about it. I'm a person who tells you up front, I don't fuck with drugs. I don't do drugs. I, I just, you know, don't don't do, you know, I'm really just now getting into playing with edibles. But right, any, right, you know what I'm right, saying? Right, um, right. But, you know, when it comes to like just hard shit, I don't really want it around me. If you're doing cocaine, yeah. you're doing meth, you're doing um, any kind of that I what I consider like hardship. Hard drugs. Um, mm-hmm. um, I feel like I don't I don't really like to I don't like to fucking I don't like that shit around me. Um, and I don't even say it like that. I'm saying it like that on the mic because that's just kind of what it is. But if I'm out and about, I'm never gonna say nothing about nobody doing no drugs. Like say I'm out at the club and somebody pull out some cocaine and get to bumping it. I done been around cocaine snorters and. And people doing drugs right. all my motherfucking life. So it's not, I'm not going to say anything. But in my home, <laughs> there's a whole different story. I don't want drugs in my home. Yeah. And so I don't want that heat when it comes to you buying and selling when the, when the police right. going to fucking bust or something like that. I don't right. want any of that shit in my fucking home. And so right. there was some weird shit happening. And being that I have, a, um, a, you know, a drug addict mother, there are certain things that happen that, that trigger your memories about this shit. And so there was yes. things happening in my home that I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? This doesn't feel comfortable. 
This yeah. feels like you doing some sneaky ass shit and you acting weird. You, yeah. he just, he be acting, he just was acting weird and mm. it just wasn't, it just wasn't, he wasn't doing what I want, what I needed him to do. And, you know, it was time for him to go. So I had to put his ass out and he was mad, <laughs> you know, right. but he had lived with me rent free for two years. That's yeah. very gracious. <laughs> yeah. And so um, from 2016 to 2018, <laughs> you know, he lived with me. And so he was mad. Wasn't, we weren't talking to each other. And so I feel bad in the sense of, God, I really wish we were still talking. But, um, you know, I always felt like he would, we would come around. But he was lying about his addiction. Yeah. He was lying about his addiction. So, you know. I didn't know. I felt like eventually we will be back cool. Eventually when, you know, he'll come back, apologize and maybe even live with me again <laughs> when I wasn't mad no more. But, um, you know, he got caught up in that bullshit and died. And so, yeah, that's, that's, that's what I found out on Saturday. So it's been really, really um, somber. This, this weekend of 4th of July has been really somber. Yeah, so it's just a lot going on with that. And um, of course, he doesn't have insurance. So everybody got to figure out what's going to happen. And it's just sad. It's just really sad because he's only 37. And, um, you know, and, and because so many people are dying of fentanyl um, deaths, those, those, was it four or five cadets that overdosed um, the West Point cadets. Did you hear about that? No, I did not. So there were five West Point cadets that died, like re- new re- new students um, that wow. died of over overdose. Um, and then re- um, maybe like a year or two ago, um, those four comedians, they all overdosed, but only one of them survived. Did you hear about that? So it's like literally groups of people fucking dying of fentanyl poisoning. Yeah, or it's a, all it's a over. It's a, it's, a pandem- it's a pandemic for that yeah. uh, epidemic. Is, is that the word? Yeah. That's the word. <laughs> yeah, no, um, it's, an epi- yeah, it's an epidemic. It's an epidemic. It, it just feels strange. It's like, damn. Yeah. And because, like I said, I, I there's rumors about other other of my other of my friends getting high and doing drugs. And I'm scared. It's kind of scary in a sense yeah. that because this is the second one that has happened in my life. And I try to be, I don't know how to be open about it where, and when I ask, they say no, but there's tons of rumors. <laughs> right. That yeah. That yeah, they do. <laughs> so, right. and I don't, I don't want any of my people to die of, off the shit. So right. it's like, I don't know how to handle it. It's like almost like I'm just sitting waiting for somebody to call me and say, yeah, she died. Yeah, this happened to her. Yeah, this happened to him. Yeah. Damn, Donna. Yeah. Mm. I'm sorry for your loss. Um, Yeah. I just happened to hold a lot of shit at one time, you know? Yeah, it's it's, Um, it's wild. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Well, um, I hope that if you are um, dealing with addiction, I'm going to put some links and some resources down in in the inbox so that you can um, maybe talk to somebody, like some counselors, even if it's just a talk. Um, 
I know, you know, through like through my mom, I know how hard it is to bite an addiction, to fight, like to, to nip it in the bud and end it. I know how difficult that can be. I'm not taking it lightly at all, but um, it's just different now out here, y'all. It's just different out here. You couldn't even, you could just be getting high for recreation, baby. It's not yeah, about, oh, it's I'm not, it's not so strong. Yeah, it only takes a little bit and you don't know what these motherfuckers is putting in it. Yeah, and, and you, you could put just, it in all kinds of stuff, so it's not like you're just gonna get it with heroin or heroin, rather. Yeah, heroin or, yeah, or meth. They put yeah. it in weed, lacing it in blunts. It's, it's just what it is. Yeah. Coke. Okay. All, all and so you know, I know the stereotype is, oh, this person is traumatized and dealing with their childhood trauma and getting on drugs, but sometimes drugs is recreational. It's just, oh, I'm having fun and I'm at a party and I'm just trying, I'm trying to relax and da, da, da. And this, this one choice of you trying to have fun, not trying to fucking self-medicate because you got some trauma or some drama going on, right. but just, you just having fun and partying. I know people that is like that. It could be <clears throat> your last time. It could literally be your last time. And, and yeah, it's just, it's just scary. It's just scary for me. It's scary for me to think about it. It's scary for me in the sense of waiting on something to happen. And so, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's kind of all I wanted to talk about. I want to say rest in peace to my friend, um, Brandon. I, you know, he was one of my, my closest friends. He was definitely my closest child other than like Mia, <laughs> but shit, Mia ain't never lived with me. So he was kind of even closer than Mia. <laughs> and so, um, you know, we've been through, been through a lot in 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 our in our relationship for the past 15 years and um yeah it's just you know i love them and i'm gonna miss them and yeah y'all can listen to episode listen to all of the polls reviews of season one brandon yeah. was my co-host for that and yeah i'm gonna miss you Give me, give me, give me euphoria, more than peace of mind. It's the joy in space to change the tide. Give me, give me, give me euphoria, more than peace of mind. It's the joy in space to change the tide. Give me, give me, give me you a feeling and the high you never come Yes. Yes. Um, so, was there anything bringing you? Oh, say it. Say it. Euphoria. <laughs> this week. Um. Um. What What has brought me this for you? So I did just show it to you on camera. I, I was gonna cut that part out, but I got this cute ass tote from um the ignorant intellectual on Instagram called yes. the funny acting black girl isn't this super cute yes it is yes. a um it's just a cute ass burlap and something else tote that is like a just a square really durable tote that i'm gonna be tipping around in it's um can fit a lot of stuff i'm gonna use it as like maybe a beach bag or just a tipping casual bag to tip around and i love it it just it's a brown and with black trim and it says funny acting black girl so I've been getting, uh, you know, I thought that this was so super, super cute because sometimes funny African black girls are just being normal and just because you can't get what our vibe, <laughs> just because you can't get what our vibe, yeah. you feel some kind of way. 
and some I, that is taking our <laughs> taking our energy back and claiming it. Okay, cool. I'm a funny actor, yes. black girl, honey. Yes. <laughs> and so yes. that's what it is. So I wanted that bag that says "funny acting black girl." So that has been yes. that brought yeah, me joy. Intellectuals, yes. yes, absolutely. Yes. So I love it. It's so 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 cute. Oh, and P Valley, I I, I oh, have hi. caught up with P Valley for um, the second season. Finally, I hadn't been. I've been kind of busy, so I hadn't had a chance to sit down and watch it through. But I went and binged the first these all the episodes recently. Ironically, I had some male company over, <laughs> and we sat. He, we was, and we sat and watched <laughs> it. Yeah, and and we just had amazing conversations about um, the queerness and um, you know all the things that were happening. In it, and I thought he had some thoughtful insights. So it just. Catching up on the show, it's I really enjoyed this season. I can tell they got a little bit of money, a um, little bit more money to in production. production, and the writing is really better. It's a little bit, a little better in re- the writing department, and so I'm really enjoying P Valley. So my my funny acting black girl bag and P Valley is my euphoria this week. What about you? Nice. Uh, my euphoria this week. Uh, got a little too early too. You know, just connecting with some people, connecting with my sister on the video this week. Uh hadn't seen her in a while and some folks from back in the day. Mm. And it was good to do that. because uh, I I don't live where I grew up. I don't live near where I've been for a long time. Not just where I grew up, but just like in a different region of the country. Um and so it was nice to just uh you know just have some combos and you know I still look like my sister or she looked like me like <laughs> my daddy or something like that. <laughs> So, so it was just good to uh, to see her face and, um, you know, being able to not just talk on the phone, but do like the video stuff was really um, nice with a couple people this week. So, mm. um, yeah, that's my that's my euphoria uh, for this week, you know, and then also being out in the sun, getting this little tan, you know, getting my chocolate on. Yeah. Uh, that also brings me euphoria. Can't be too much out there in the sun, though, because the sun is different <laughs> than it used to be. We growing up, like, it's a whole different ass sun. We blew through that ozone layer and everything. So, you know, <laughs> Back. make sure you wear a little notion, extra sunscreen to sun, because black folks got to start wearing sunscreen these days. Back. So, um, but yeah, that's, that's my euphoria this week. Yeah. Uh, that is good that is yeah. good so y'all tell us what is bringing y'all euphoria this week what has been bringing y'all joy yes. um there is always a silver line there is always joy happening you just gotta find it and yeah yeah, yeah. so be be joyous you deserve <laughs> it i went out last night with a friend of the show will mosley and we had drinks at the gay bar, kicking and having a good, good damn shy. He, he he's a long time listener, yes. just tons of kikis. And we were talking about, you know, he's coming in, he's 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 going through a big change in his life right now, and you know, you know, we were just talking about like just different changes, and you know, he he's now he's in his early thirties, and he was asking me what you know just about what I was you know what I was thinking about in my thirties, and mm. um, and I was like. All I know is I don't know. I can't tell you. I was. I didn't. I haven't. Didn't have no goals in thirty. I should have, but I didn't. I just was. I just knew that I didn't want to be wherever I was in my twenties. 
I didn't mm-hmm. I didn't have any goals mm-hmm. set. I just knew I did not want to be as unstable as I was in my 20s. Yeah. And I said, one of the things that I'm that I've had to learn <laughs> is creating, you gotta create your moments. You gotta find the silver lining and you gotta know that you deserve that kind of joy, those moments. And so mm-hmm. this poem is re- this poem is relevant to that. And so it's called moments. You deserve moments of being loved on, acknowledged, and praised. Whether you create those moments for yourself or somebody create those moments for you, bask in these moments like they are rare. Let the awe take over your body. Let it take your breath away and pour into you so much that the overflow comes out as tears of joy. Let them flow. They are the bounty of your conquest. Dive head first in the deep end of it, like a pool on a Mississippi summer day in 1975 or great sex when you're in love. Be in love right now, even if it's with just yourself. Go deep into the gratitude and the validation of the moment. Sit in its splendor. Let it shine on your face. Let it heal you. Let other people see the remnants of its glow on your body, your full body, especially the dark parts, the big parts, the scarred parts. Let it be proud, glistening, worthy, and enough. Let it, let it be all that it is meant to be. It is your inheritance. It is yours. Enjoy these moments. You deserve them all. Let people love on you what you are good at, what is beautiful about you. There is something. And if somebody is praising it, let them praise it. If Even if it's you, you deserve the joy. You deserve to be loved on. You deserve it. So any moment that is created by somebody else or you, it doesn't matter yeah. what it is. Yeah. Even yeah. if you got to create that motherfucking moment, don't yeah. wait for somebody else. But whether it's somebody creating it or you, bask in it, enjoy it. I told this to Dominique Morgan when she was a grand marshal this year at um, New York Pride. I know you a working ass bitch, but while they are loving on you, soak it in. Do not sit and worry about work. Do not sit and worry about where everybody is at. If everything right, soak that shit up. Love on yourself. Let people love on you and enjoy the moment. And that's all I wanted to say. So. Fire. That's it. So thank y'all for listening. <laughs> I love you, darling. I love you all. You know? Thank you. Thank you. Real thank talk. you. Yeah. Yeah. Fun. We will see y'all next week. And yeah, Mia will be back. She just had a long night, so she couldn't record today. So, but we'll see y'all. And yeah, thanks for watching the show. All right. Peace. Peace. Bye. Peace. Well, that's it. Thank you for coming and getting a taste of Marsha's plate. You can listen to us on iTunes and SoundCloud. Make sure you leave a review because we really need those five stars, y'all. And go like our Facebook page and leave some comments. We will be posting exclusive content every Thursday, so you definitely don't want to miss out. You can also follow us on Twitter and any other social media site at Marsha's Plate. If you'd like to donate or advertise with us, hit us up at diamondstyles at gmail.com. That's diamond, S-T-Y-L-Z, at gmail.com. And that's it for us, y'all. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. You going to say bye, Mia? Oh, bye, (laughs) (laughs) y'all. Every little thing's going to be all right.